We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. So don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more that you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash manifest. Just go to indeed.com slash manifest right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash manifest. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. For the new year, I really want to make sure that sauning is a big part of my wellness routine, and that is where I'm thrilled to bring in Bond Charge. Bond Charge is a holistic wellness brand with a huge range of evidence-based products to optimize your life in every way. Founded on science and inspired by nature, all Bond Charge products adapt ancestral ways of living in our modern-day world. Their extensive range of premium wellness products help you sleep better, perform better, and have more energy, recover faster, balance hormones, reduce inflammation. The list really is endless. If you're interested, go to bondcharge.com manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15%. That's B-O-N-C-H-A-R-G-E dot com slash manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15% off on your purchase. That's bondcharge.com slash manifest. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Manifest with Tori Simone. I'm your host, Tori Simone. And I'm so excited for today's episode because you guys have, if you've been listening to the show within the past, I'd say three months, like especially this summer, I've really gotten very deep in the practice of yoga and I've just been enjoying everything that comes along with it. Um, But the main thing that I enjoy is the deeper meaning of yoga And today I have a very special guest on my podcast. Um, Her name is Jen. And Jen is one of the yoga teachers at my yoga studio that I own down at the Jersey Shore. It is called Stride. And um, this past summer, I recently had the opportunity, I guess. No, I don't know if opportunity is the right word, but pretty much like a new studio space practically fell in my lap and it was too good to pass up. So I took, I took advantage of it and I went with it and I opened a yoga studio down here at the beach, um, in the middle to end of June of this past year. And Jen was the first person that I called because I have known Jen for years and years now. Um, she is a phenomenal yoga teacher, but she just has so much knowledge on the practice and such a passion for it. And she really has just something so incredibly special and she's touched the lives of so many and she's absolutely changed my life. So when, um, I kind of had this opportunity to expand my studio down here and open a yoga studio, I, called her first and I was like, I could potentially be opening a yoga space. Would you want to teach at it? And she was like, count me in hundred percent. Yes. Whatever I can do to make it work, I will. And, um, the rest of it's history. So I've been practicing with Jen, you know, all summer, but also years and years before that she's worked at my other location at stride Phoenixville for years and years. Um, And if you guys are brand new and you have no idea what I'm talking about, my name is Tori and I own now three fitness studios. Two locations are down at the Jersey Shore in a town called Sea Isle and one is in the suburbs of Philly in a town called Phoenixville. And Jen has taught for me at both my Phoenixville location and now my Sea Isle location. And um, yeah, so once Jen came down for the summer, I started practicing dare I say religiously with her and it has absolutely changed my life. 
And this really started a couple months ago in February at the beginning of this year when Jen had a retreat and I went on it with her and it was just so incredible. So anyway, all this is to say that I've gotten very, very deep into yoga and the practice of it and the meaning of it. And I just want to be such a student of it and continue to learn more. And I'm really excited to just learn as much as I can and forever learn more about yoga. And yeah, I just love it. It's just absolutely changed my life. And I wanted to share um, not only some things that I've learned, but I wanted to bring Jen on the podcast and have her speak on yoga as well. So I feel like this is at an amazing time with fall. Also, happy Labor Day, everybody. But with fall beginning, um, it's really a fantastic time of new beginnings. And if you're looking for a change or a fresh start, I would recommend yoga above so many things. Um, it, it really is just so incredible. I even got my boyfriend who's never taken yoga to take some yoga classes and he is now obsessed and he is so different. Like the other day, him and I had um, a conversation and in the middle of our conversation, I was like, you are handling this conversation like really well. Like what has changed? And he's like, honestly, it's yoga. So anyway, um, I just really wanted to dive deep in yoga today and talk about the effects that it's had on my life and, um, just learning so much about Jen. We get pretty deep in this episode and just keep an open mind and, um, yeah, stay tuned for the end. We have an exciting announcement at the end, but without any further ado, please welcome Jen onto Manifest with Tori D. Simone. Jen, welcome. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Thanks so much for coming on. I'm so excited. Um, what you guys don't know is that we meant to begin uh, two hours ago. Yes, it is 4.43 as we're starting. And we were meant to meet and start at 2.30. 2.30. It's okay. We're good. We just have things to catch up on, Jen and I. Yep. Jen, you don't even know how much you've changed in my life. I mean, maybe you do. A little bit. Maybe well, you do. I don't do. think it's me. I think it's the yoga. It's definitely you. Okay, thank and you. And the yoga is a big accessory. Let's talk about yoga today. Okay. Because I've been talking about it a lot on the podcast. Yoga this, yoga that. And a year ago, I mean, even six months ago, I would have been like, okay, it's a workout and I don't I don't get the hype if I'm being like honest. Like, Great. I've loved it and I've always enjoyed the practice of it. But I never, like when people were like, I live for yoga, I was like, that's just not me. Right. But like I totally, I've like so drank the juice. Is, what changed? I think once I understood the deep, like just how deep it goes and that it's not about the workout, that it's so much more and that it's really like a way of life. And I mean, you should be talking about this, not me. Like once I realized what it wasn't yes. is when I became obsessed with it. Okay, great. So let's talk about what yoga is not. For the new year, I really want to make sure that sauning is a big part of my wellness routine, and that is where I'm thrilled to bring in Bond Charge. Bond Charge is a holistic wellness brand with a huge range of evidence-based products to optimize your life in every way. Founded on science and inspired by nature, all Bond Charge products adapt ancestral ways of living in our modern-day world. Their extensive range of premium wellness products help you sleep better, perform better, and have more energy, recover faster, balance hormones, reduce inflammation. The list really is endless. So from blue light glasses, starlight therapy, to EMF management, and circadian-friendly lighting, Bond Charge products help you naturally address the issues of our modern day way of life effortlessly with maximum impact. One of my favorite products from Bond Charge is their infrared sauna blanket. I loved sauning and I have for a really long time, but the problem is I always have to go to the gym. And a lot of times I want to sauna at night when I'm cozy at home. I just don't want to leave. That's why using the infrared sauna blanket at home has been so amazing. This is a really great way to ease stress and unwind at the end of the day. It's also really good to detoxify and it promotes um, lower inflammation in the body, which is really, really huge. What's also really cool is that because this is a blanket, your head is out of it. So it's 
honestly, I find it's easier to stay in this longer. And because my head is out of it, I'm able to like read a little bit longer and my body still gets all the good benefits that I get while being in the sauna blanket. It's really easy to set up and it's also really easy to clean. It takes less than a minute to set up. It heats up really quickly and I can enjoy like a 30, 40 minute session in the sauna blanket while I'm relaxing, reading, watching TV, meditating. While if I'm in the sauna, I can really only stay in it for like 15 minutes because it gets so hot and uncomfortable, but because my head's out, I'm able to stay in it longer, but I still get all the benefits of it. I just feel so much more relaxed after my sessions. I just feel really, really good. And I just love ending my night with a sauna. Bond Charge ships worldwide in rapid time. They have free shipping on every sauna blanket. They also have easy returns and exchanges, and they have a 12-month warranty. If you're interested, go to bondcharge.com manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15%. That's B-O-N-C-H-A-R-G-E.com slash manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15% off on your purchase. That's bondcharge.com manifest. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't a search at all. So don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. So ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things that I love about Indeed is that I've been able to use it for all of my businesses across uh, the last few years, and it's been really amazing. What I love the most is that I'm able to put down like exactly what it is that I want on Indeed and the candidates that match that get sent right to me. And then the hard part actually becomes narrowing down which ones are the best for me because they all are exactly what I'm looking for. And then it really just comes down to like, which do I vibe with the best? And that's honestly pretty hard to choose from. But Indeed makes it really easy for me to find really good quality candidates that find exactly what I'm looking for instantly. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more that you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash manifest. Just go to indeed.com slash manifest right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash manifest. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, I love that. Let's start right there. Let's do that. Okay, so yoga is not just about the poses, although that's what gets everybody into a studio. Mm -hmm. You see somebody take a downward dog or a handstand or somebody tells you they feel better after the practice. Yoga is so much more than what you think it is. It is not just about being sweaty in a room and reaching and stretching your body, although that's how it starts. And then it turns into, like you said, so much more. You're literally stretching your mind and your thoughts and you change, you shift from the practice. We've talked about this before. You come to your practice expecting whatever it is. You're hoping for that pose. You know, last week your teacher put you in a bird of paradise and you want to try it again and she doesn't offer it or he doesn't offer it or they don't offer it. And you have to sit with that, that expectation. And then at the end of the class, you realize you got something more than you ever had expected. That makes sense? It makes perfect sense. Because I used to take classes and, you know, I I would follow what the teacher was saying. And I would always start like, I'm really going to kill it today. Like, I'm going to do so good. Everybody does that. You know, I step on my mat and I'm like, oh. I'm kicking my own butt today. I'm taking yeah. every chair pose that's offered. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm doing everything and like I'm going to do it so 
awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm going to look beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I would, you know, follow what I thought was step by step. I thought I was doing it all right. And then I'd look over and someone's like on their head. And I'm like, now what was that cute? Because like, I, we're all taking the same class and I'm not on my head. And then I would just feel like bad at yoga. And I'd be like, okay, I'm definitely not as good as other people in this room. They're way more experienced. And I don't, I don't know, like, I don't know how to now be good at it. Great. And then the first thing I'll tell you, yeah, you can't be bad at yoga. It's physically impossible to be bad at yoga because yoga is a breathing exercise. Mm. If you can breathe, you can do yoga. Yes, of course. There are people that can stand on their head and it takes practice to get there. But if you give yourself no expectation when you come onto the mat, and although the teacher is guiding you through a practice, you live in choice. Mm. And at any time, you can stay a little longer or come out of a pose. But everybody comes to their mat for a different reason. Mm. Sometimes you need a workout and sometimes you need a work in. And yoga has provided me the work in to learn about myself. Mm. Let's talk about that. Great. Like I want to dive deeper into that. The work in. Mm-hmm. What do you mean by that? Yoga is probably the only safe place that a lot of people have. You're in a quiet room. Usually the lights are dim. You are around like-minded people. And there comes a time during the practice where it's almost as if you can't hear your teacher and you're moving in this flow. And you start to really listen to yourself. Like, I think I can go a little deeper or my body's telling me to pull back. And then that voice tends to get a little louder during meditation. Mm. When your body at the end of the practice, I mean, you kicked your own butt and you're just laying there sometimes in a puddle of your own sweat and your eyes are closed and you can hear things. You can hear that voice within. You give in to that you that person that you're afraid to be, the person who has to be somebody out there. You get to be who you are. You get to take off that mask. And once you do that, you get to know you. And yoga is the word union in Sanskrit. And I believe it is the union between who you are and that being inside. And we just want to bring them together. We want to be have a union of my inner guidance system and who I am to the world. How did you get into yoga? What's your story? Oh, God. Yeah. Okay. So I, uh, well into my teens and in my 20s, experienced a lot of anxiety. We didn't really diagnose it back then. Um, they just called me like a nervous worrier or I was very sensitive and I would cry. And I needed an outlet. Um, I didn't really like working out. Um I had a very different lifestyle. I was a hairdresser. So my days started at four o'clock. I'd get done work at nine o'clock at night and I'd go party till three in the morning. And somewhere in my 20s, I really had a shift. Now I can tell everyone I'm obsessed with Oprah and she's really who got me into spirituality. She used to have people on her show like Wayne Dyer and Carolyn Miss and Marianne Williamson and all these original thinkers And so I was already into it a little bit in the spiritual side. I'd grown up Catholic. I believe there's a higher power. I believe there's a voice inside me that knows right from wrong. And while my anxiety got worse, I needed a place to go to. And I tried yoga. A friend of mine owned a studio. I went the first time in cotton sweatpants and a t-shirt that was oversized because I didn't know what I was supposed to look like and I thought I would die. It was hot and sweaty and I tell the story that a man wiped his sweat on my mat and I didn't like that and she locked the door and it was just, it was the worst experience I probably had in a long time. I didn't know the poses. She spoke in Sanskrit. I thought everybody got a sequence except for me and I got in the car and I cried the whole way home. Not in a way except that I felt like something was letting go. I was releasing something heavy that had been in my body for a really long time. And then my brother signed me up for five more classes and I went. And it was probably the fifth class that, I don't know if you called it a spiritual awakening, but something clicked inside for me. 
And I just, I wanted to be me. I didn't want to be anybody else. I was very happy with who I was and where I was going, even though I was making this huge shift in my life. I quit my job at 37 and I went to yoga teacher training just to learn what it was that I was experiencing because I couldn't put a word on it, couldn't name it. But this act of physically moving and breathing and doing it in a sequence was such a relief for my body, mind, and spirit. And I quit my job and started teaching yoga. And it's now been 11 years? About 11 years. Yeah. It feels like yesterday. Really? Because you're always learning. Mm. Not just about yoga, but about yourself. I'm not the same person I was six months ago, a year ago, five years ago. I kind of want to dive deeper into the shift of people after the practice. Because personally, for me, when it really clicked was when I began to learn more of the stories behind the po- like the Warrior series, for example. Mm-hmm. The philosophy. So, yeah. A couple weeks ago, you did a class where you explained the story, philosophy behind the Warrior series and sequence. Mm-hmm. It was so powerful that that was probably the first moment where I was like, okay, I really now understand that it's not about the poses. Mm-hmm. And it's like the symbolism of what the stories mean and like how they apply on the mat and then off the mat. And then outside of class, we will talk, we talk more about, you know, what it really means when you <laughs> begin to practice it. And like that stuff, I just love that. Why isn't that talked about in yoga class too? The philosophy is probably my favorite. Like we can master poses, but the philosophy Mm -hmm. keeps coming back. Every pose, there's about 26 poses, original poses. Um, And then through the years, there's 26,000 poses. You know, they just evolve into these other shapes. Um, But the story is the same. There's um, a story of a warrior right? That's who you are as you go through your day. You're a warrior in your own life. Um, And we move through the practice according to certain stories. We don't really talk about them a lot um, in a day-to-day class because some of it does talk about religion and spirituality. Um, One of the things I want to demystify about of yoga is that, yes, it can be a physical practice for you. I have a lot of friends that just go in to nail a pose Mm. and they get exactly what they want out of the practice. There's a shift for them. I like knowing that there's a spiritual side. Mm -hmm. I like to learn the stories. Um, I like to learn about different gods and goddesses. And it's just something that I've always been interested in, the philosophy of everything. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, so a lot of it we don't talk about because it is a little bit religious and yoga is not a religion. It's a practice. Hinduism and Buddhism is the story of the religious stories. Mm. So we bring a little bit in to get you interested in what we're doing without, you know, I don't need to take you to church. It was so powerful. (laughs) Like I'll never forget that one class practice. So many more to come. I like, I I really would like, it was just incredible. Wait till I tell you about the ego pose. That's a whole nother story. (laughs) Oh, I can't wait. I'm doing yoga teacher training with Jen this fall. Yes, you are. So I'm really excited and I'm just going to learn so much and I'm going to be so annoying on this podcast about it just because I'm going to be talking about it the whole time. But 
Yeah, I'm really so excited. Me too. So you bring up a couple of, I guess, stereotypes for lack of a better term yep. when it comes to yoga. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I think that's a big thing. I didn't start yoga until I was about maybe 37, 36, 37. Um, I thought I was too old to do it. I thought I didn't have the best body. I was concerned about how I was breathing. Sometimes I like, I sigh very loudly. Uh, I was worried about poses, all of the things that everybody thinks of. And I walked into a room and everybody's exactly like you. Mm. Everybody is worried about what they look like or what pose is going to come next. And can I get in it? And better yet, can I get out of the pose without moaning or making the noises? So I feel like it's not just what you see on Instagram, although that is a part of yoga, right? I mean, when you nail a pose and you put it up on Instagram, I've done, it to me is like, I can't believe I did that. Mm -hmm. Like I can balance and lift my leg, holy jamoli. But it's also everything that you don't think it is. Like I've met my closest friends in yoga. I have learned to have better relationships and have better boundaries in my life. I've learned to say yes to the things I really want to do. And I'm allowed, I allow myself to say no to things that are just offered to me. I pause a little bit more in my daily life. And for me, it's just giving me a better life. I, it, changes everything. Even bad days can turn around. Oh my God. Yeah. Like even yesterday, for example, like I woke up, what was it? Oh my God. Yesterday was only Monday. Anyway, I woke up like hot headed yesterday. I just, I don't know. I had something on my mind and I just really wanted to go practice yoga. Did a class and after it, oh my God, like the clarity that really is crazy. Like you guys used to say, when I say you guys, I mean, I'm thinking of you and Kim. <laughs> Kim uh, is not listening to this podcast, but if she is. Oh, she will be. You think? Yeah. I hope so. She used to always say to me, oh, I'm on my yoga high. Like, you know, and I, I never understood it. I never understood what she was saying. I always would enjoy any yoga class that I took and I craved the sweat. I craved the poses. Like I craved the workout. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I don't ever really get the high. Like I enjoyed the class, but never really got the high. I've recently started to like really get the high and ride the high. Yesterday, I mean, I I feel like I get it now after every class, but yesterday specifically, like just so much clarity came to mind after yoga. And the more I practice it and the deeper I get into the practice of it, the more clarity I get. Like, I feel like now my life is so clear. Like I know exactly what I want to do with my life and I know exactly the steps to take it there. The hardest part is articulating it. Like if you were to be like, well, what is that? I could be like, well, it's like a little bit of this, a little bit, but I see it so clearly. And that's since I've started really practicing yoga. I believe that yoga quiets that voice inside. I believe we all have this inner guidance system and I can't get quiet just laying down. So I need to move my body to move some of that energy out, some of that stuff that's stuck in there. So when I ring myself out physically, I can lay there and then hear what I need to hear. Mm-hmm. A lot of yoga people will talk about, um, you're changing this perspective. It's as if you just got a brand new pair of glasses and you can see things so much clearer now. Mm-hmm. That's a perfect metaphor. Yeah. It happens to all of us. It happens as a teacher and as a student. Yeah. How do you feel after you're done teaching? Because I mean, being on oh, the I mean, I get a yoga end, high too. You do. Oh my God. There is nothing better than somebody walking into class saying, I can't do that. Don't make me do that. And then through the class, you can see their body move knowing that they can do it. They just don't know that they can. I watch a progression of each student come to their mat. You can see it on their face, in their body. They're just carrying something. And in 60 minutes, I can see the shift in people physically, emotionally, energetically. I can feel it. You know what the one thing I loved that you said in the beginning of the summer was? Your energetic body. Yeah. Yes. That was real that once you said that and then I visualized like yoga being a circle mm-hmm. and we move in 
a circular, like that was really Mm -hmm. a moment for me too where it clicked. And I'm like, okay, I get it. Like we are moving energy. We are all made of energy. You are made of the exact same things that stars in space are made of. They've done scientific tests. I'm obsessed with Neil Tyson DeGrasse, or his name might be Neil DeGrasse Tyson. I do it backwards every time. He's a scientist. He um, is incredible. He, um, He talks a lot about energy, and that's what we're made of. And yoga helps to move energy around. So whether you're in your good mood, it'll put you in a better mood. And if you're not feeling so great, it can lift and shift energy. I've seen it happen. I felt it happen. It's one of the reasons I practice yoga. So if people are listening to this and they want to begin the practice of it, but feel like it's a thousand step journey and they don't know what step one is, like what is step one? Sign up for a class. Okay. There are classes Everywhere. There are yoga studios. There are gyms that offer it. There are community centers that offer it. Get on your mat. You don't know until you try. You do not need a great mat. You can buy one at five below. You just want clothes that are not going to feel overly loose because you're going to move your body and you don't want your clothes to get in the way. You don't need to buy anything fancy. Get yourself a pair of pants and a shirt that fits well. And if people want to dive deeper after a class or they maybe are listening to this and they already do practice and they're like, well, I'm, I'm not feeling the same effects, but I want to let, I want to learn more. Like what do you recommend for those people? I mean, there's always yoga teacher training. You mm-hmm. don't have to want to be a teacher to mm-hmm. go through your program. It's a 200 hour program. You can do it just to learn. I had no intentions of being a yoga teacher. I just wanted to learn what was it mm-hmm. that was the shift. Where did it happen? Is it in the middle of the practice? Is it at the end of the practice, at the beginning of the practice? Mm -hmm. And once you come out, it had made such a difference. Why would I not want to share it with everybody? Why would Mm -hmm. I not want to tell all of my friends, listen, this is what's working for me. Just give it a chance. It's literally a yoga class. Yeah. I love how you do that because my mom started coming in the beginning of the summer. She was very nervous. She seemed very nervous, but now she loves it. She comes all the time. No, she bought a yoga mat. She bought a yoga mat, even without me. She's still showing up. I'm like, okay, mom. It's, I think it's just intimidating. Mm -hmm. You have all these expectations of what is going to be expected of you. And to be honest, I expect nothing of you. And I say that if you want to lay down for 60 minutes, that's what you need. Take that pose. I'll wake you up in an hour. Have you had people do that? Yeah. A thousand times. Really? Yeah. One woman every Saturday. Really? Nope. She used to come in. She would just take three little poses and lay down and tell me it was the best class she's ever taken. Oh, I, I had a man who left class one time and mm-hmm. went to Wawa because I joke about it because all of the studios I work at are fairly close to a Wawa where we are in central Pennsylvania yeah. or Montgomery County, not central Pennsylvania. And the man left class and he went to Wawa and he sat in his car and he enjoyed his coffee until his girlfriend came out. Really? Wow. And we were like, where'd you go? And he's like, she told me I can go to Wawa. So that's where I went. Oh my God. I think people just need permission to be themselves. Yeah. People need permission to like take a break when you need it, to go a little deeper, to try a little harder. And you also have to give yourself the same permission. Okay. So we kind of were talking about the circle of life. Mm -hmm. Can you explain what that is? Sure. So when you come to your mat, you unroll your mat. The first pose we traditionally take is child's pose. Ideally, that's how you start your life in this pose as a child. We move through the sequence just like you would move through your life. So we do a few sun A's and a few sun B's, just technical terms to get you moving into your body. It's just like growing up, you know, that age between six, seven, eight, where you're learning to stand on your own. You've developed your first and now you're getting into your second chakra. So you know what it's like to feel stable and secure and have a roof over your head for most people. Um, But you're still taking chances. You know the age of reason. You know right from wrong. So some people will push themselves in the beginning of class because they think they're expected to be Mm. more limber. And then we'll move through something called the Warrior Series, where um, some studios call it Sun C, or this moving part of your sequence, which is about your teenage years. 
you know, stuff gets a little tougher. You're holding poses a little longer. You're not really sure where you're going, but your body's moving in this way. Your breath changes a little bit. It starts going a little faster or slower, just like your teenage years. You're going through a transition. You don't know who you are. You don't know who you're going to be, but people are telling you what to do. We move through the practice, taking some balance, which we get usually in about our 20s. We start to really, you know, we put money away. We understand financial stuff. We understand relationships and boundaries and ideally what we're going to do over the next couple of years. You're settling to your first job, maybe your first home. And then you start to come into the practice where you find your peak pose, Mm -hmm. some people call it, about your age 30, 35. And then as we move through the practice, we take it from a standing position down to the ground. You know, as we get older, we get a little closer to the earth. We'll take some poses, usually a yin, uh, a spinal twist to the left or the right, just to wring out whatever else is still in the body. And by the time we finish our practice, we end and land in Shavasana, which is corpse pose. So who you were has now died. I know it sounds creepy, but it's an ending of something. We've all had to let go of something that no longer serves us. Um, I used to smoke cigarettes. Yeah. So I had to let go of those to do yoga. So it's part of that person has died. That girl, Jennifer, who used to cut hair and do, you know, smoke cigarettes in the back. That girl isn't here anymore. She's helped me to get here, but I had to let her go. She didn't serve me moving forward. We say a little prayer and maybe we set a little tension and then we draw knees into the chest and we move over to one side. Ideally, we're coming into a fetal position so we can wake up and start again so that you get to start fresh and new the moment you step off your mat and go into the world. Maybe there was a shift. Maybe you're just nicer to the person in front of you in traffic or you hold the door for somebody, but you're a different person once you step off your mat. And it's something that's really nice and cathartic about it. Like, I don't have to hold on to who I was yesterday and those mistakes I made yesterday. Mm -hmm. I get to start over again today and fresh and new. Or even 60 minutes ago. Or even 60 minutes ago. That's like where the, it, it just gets so deep. Like the fact that it's a rebirth. Every time you come to practice on your mat. Every time you wake up, it's a rebirth. Mm. Every morning is a rebirth. We just speed it up in 60 minutes. It's amazing. It really is amazing. And that's like what I mean when I say it, when I learned what yoga wasn't is when I became obsessed with it. Like Me too. The deeper meaning of it. But you're really learning about yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ain't that the So truth? at the end of the day... I want to learn about the most important person in my life. Mm -hmm. I have to take care of myself. I have to make sure I eat well, I sleep well, I surround myself with people who are like-minded that are going to help lift me up so that I can become the best version of myself, so I can let go of the version that I was to be who I am meant to be. Mm -hmm. Now, you made a comment in passing about the fetal position there's a difference when you go to the right side versus the left side. Do you want to talk about it? I do. So how we enter the world after Savasana is important. So energetically, we have over 72,000 nadis in our body. These are your energy channels. Mm -hmm. Most people know the top seven, you know, your seven chakras. So Because each nadi is associated with a specific attribute, the left side of our body is related to our femininity. The feminine side of the body is calming and cool, that yin energy. And the right side of our body is related to the masculinity, masculine side. Mm -hmm. Um, The masculine side of the body is heating and energy and this yang energy. So depending on how you want to feel that day is which side you roll to. (sighs) Traditionally, in the morning, I will have you roll morning anytime before noon. I will have you roll to the right side so you're energetic throughout your day. That's our masculine side. Mm -hmm. 
Wow. In the evening, anytime after maybe noon, I'll have you roll to the left side. I want you to slow down and get into mm. that femininity, that mm. cooling sensation. So it just, depending on how you want to come out of your practice. Mm. And sometimes I'll say you choose because intuitively you know what your body needs. Mm. Now, there's also something when you come out of the right side you notice that your left nostril is on top. And this emphasizes the flow of the breath through the left nostril because it's calming. So I know that sounds weird. You roll to the right side mm -hmm. to breathe in your left nostril. Hmm. You roll to the right side to breathe in through the left side to the right nostril. Hmm. Pregnant people, this mm -hmm. is going to get even better, mm -hmm. can't roll to the right. So if you're pregnant doing yoga, you're going to roll to the left. Because if you roll to the right, the weight of your lungs and your heart mm -hmm. can put too much pressure on your abdomen. Mm -hmm. And you want to have space for the baby. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. I know. Okay, let's, I want to talk about this feminine masculine okay. side of things. Great. And also kind of want to get into the hips. Bear with me. So whenever we do hip openers, like that's a big part of the practice. Yep. Why? Your hips are the basement of your body. Okay. Ideally, this is where we store a lot of trauma. And trauma is anything you've ever experienced in your life that your body holds on to. If you fell off your bike when you were six years old and you got scared, that feeling went into your body. Mm. Your body actually remembers things through your DNA and your cellular system. Mm. And yoga is trying to shift that and release it. A lot of times people will cry during hip openers or laugh during hip openers. Some people can barely stand to be in a hip, hip opener. And is and that because just, of trauma? Ideally, be? yeah. Can yeah. Be? I mean, I believe it is. So when we do like twists, for example, a supine twist? Supine twist. Okay. So if we do that and I feel it more so on, let's say, my right side, does that mean – do you think that has something to do with the masculine side of things? Yep. Okay. Don't you notice that we do the right and then the left side? Mm -hmm. Mm hmm So we always start with the right side. We always start with the masculine side. Traditionally, men will walk into homes first. Mm. Um, men usually – traditionally, these are old-time roles. I know they have changed. Um, but ideally the man would walk in front of the woman. So we start with our right foot and then we always do the other side. We're trying to balance the left and the right side of your body, bringing them together in a union. Yoga. Yoga. This gets crazy. Like, that's what I mean. Like it just goes so much deeper yep. than what we even know or the, than what well, the are you, layman. The question is, are you willing to explore it? Are you willing to ask yourself these questions that you don't ask yourself? I would love if this was explained more in classes because I know this because you and I are friends outside of teaching and because we've had conversations, but also because you've, you open the door within class for questions to then be asked out of class. To so get that's the what I do. That's, that's why that's my role as a teacher and a guide. Mm. Um, I consider myself more of a conduit. I have this information that I don't keep. It's part of the gift of yoga. You'll learn that you have to share it. Mm. You're not meant to hold on to any of this knowledge. It's meant to be passed down over and over. Mm -hmm. I give that space. I also offer workshops and immersions and retreats. And it is at these places where you're really surrounded by people who want to learn more. We go much deeper. Mm. Um, you know, we talk a lot about how we eat and Ayurvedically what we put in our body. So on retreats, we hire someone who cooks specifically for us for what we need. We'll have bone broth in the morning because they know we're going out surfing in the afternoon. Or for dinner, we'll have more of a rooted vegetable because it's in season and we know when we eat seasonal things, it's good for our body. Um, class, you have 60 minutes. Mm. And I have to accommodate so many people. One person is here for spirituality. One person is trying to get away from their kids. One person just came because it was the only class they could take this week and it happens to be a physical practice. Mm. So it has to be just gently sprinkled on each one and what's meant to grow will. 
That makes perfect sense. It really does. Can we talk about the Ayurvedic way of life? What is that? Yes. So Ayurveda is the sister science to yoga. Yoga is a physical practice. Ayurveda is everything that you put into your body so you can have a physical practice. Mm. Um, There's a couple things that are really easy. You've talked on your podcast about um, something as easy as dry brushing, something as easy as putting a little teaspoon of coconut oil and doing some oil pulling. Um, I like Epsom salt baths. You know, I'm a big fan of that. I have a portable steamer that steams my body. It's, it's taking care of yourself in the most natural way. And it starts with eating, sleeping and hydration. I mean, something everyone can do. Yeah. Well, we learned about it on, so I went on a retreat with Jen in February and you started talking about it and it was, I was so interested in it. And I feel like I've made some lifestyle changes like oil pulling. I do every day about a tongue scraper. Oh, isn't the tongue scraping the best? It's amazing. Amazing. It's amazing. Dry brushing, do it in the shower. And that whole side, like that lifestyle tied into yoga is what I really love. Like the fact that it just goes off the mat into a lifestyle to me is so Well, it is not just a practice. It's a way of life. You have seven chakras starting at the base of your spine. They go to the crown of your head, and those are your big energy centers. And as I talked about earlier, they develop at different ages. You ideally hit all of your chakras by age 49. Really? How old am I? (gasps) Shut up. I know. So this is supposed to be my most enlightened year. Do you feel like that's true? Yeah. Yeah, I'd say this is a big year for you. Yeah, it's been a really big year. And I think that having the practice has helped me to get here. You know, it keeps me kind of in check, but it also keeps me on a steady path. Yeah, it's crazy. Chakras are amazing. It's it's just yeah. energy. So where are the, you mentioned that there were how many? Seven. So it starts- The seven main ones, but didn't you say there were- 72,000. 72,000. So they're all over your entire body. And here's a fun fact. All of those 72,000 natties cross through your heart. Shut up. So every single energy center goes through your heart. In yoga, ideally your first three chakras, chakra one, two, and three Mm -hmm. are for your human body. They keep you grounded. Mm -hmm. We intersect at our heart. Mm-hmm. And then the next three chakras, five, six, seven, are your spiritual body. So it's your heart and your soul that keeps you here. Mm. That reminds me of what you say, um, that we are spiritual beings having a human experience. experience. Yeah, instead of being a human being, having a spiritual experience. I mean... You can read The Untethered Soul if you want to get deeper into that one. Yeah, and then if you want to levitate, you can read Metahuman. Yeah, I haven't. I'm still, I think, on chapter three no, since the beginning of the year. Three is good. I'm on page twelve. <laughs> well, I'll pick a. I'll pick an easier book for 2024. <laughs> no, maybe our goal for 2024 is to get through MetaHuman. I was going to say 2025, but I'm okay to try. I'll be down for 2025 yeah. too. If we're not done it by 2020, you know what? By 2025, he's going to have another book out that's going to be yeah, even Deepak more Chopra. intense. Yeah, yeah, he's he's awesome. actually doing a whole bunch of new things. Um, yeah. We'll talk about him on another day. I'm obsessed with him yeah, too because he's, he's a scientist. So he does mm-hmm. the medical background and he's a spiritual guide. He's a spiritual thinker. It's the beauty that this is real because mm-hmm. he does the scientific work. They, you know, they study meditation and your brain waves and your alpha, beta, theta waves. Mm-hmm. And there are monks that can transcend and do all these things. So I love that it's. I love that. A little out there and a little bit tangible too. I love that's what I love. Okay, so back to the chakras. So chakras come in different colors. Um, and they go the color of the rainbow, starting at red, going all the way up, and they come up to violet at the crown of your head. And if you have ever meditated, sometimes in restorative yoga mm-hmm. or something, if we're doing a meditation at the end, people will come up to me and say, I saw this strange color. Mm. And it could be something in your chakra that's opening. So chakras are either opened, they're closed, or they're still. 
And we want them to be moving ideally in a clockwise position, staying open to everything so you can experience what's happening, process it, and then let it go. You don't want it to linger. Can people at home cleanse their own chakras? Sure. Or is it a thing that you get no, with No, anyone can do it. In fact, oh, how? you talked about it last week on your podcast. I did? Believe it or not, when I you're did? talking about Palo Santo. Oh my God, I'm obsessed. So okay, go deeper, tell me. We sage okay. ourselves with something like... Um, like a sage, obviously, like mm -hmm. a white sage or whatever sage you can buy. Mm -hmm. You light it and then you would maybe just do it around the room. You would mm -hmm. do the four corners to let the smoke go up and then you would sage yourself. Saging helps to remove any negative energy. It also helps to cleanse the air. So you have allergies. It's great for allergies. Mm -hmm. And then you would seal yourself with the smoke of Palo Santo, <gasps> which brings positive vibes in. So one removes... And one clears and like kind of protects you. Are you also just not obsessed with the smell? Oh, obsessed. I'm obsessed I'm with obsessed. all of it. Like the smell so of I it. So I didn't think I liked it. And the first time I really smelled it when mm. I was in Ecuador and it smelled like the sweetest perfume mm. of earth. Like mm, if Mother that's Earth a wore great a perfume, description. that's what it would be. It's like woody and clean and uh, it's beautiful, I yeah. think. Yeah. I think it's like the best smell. Mm -hmm. Something else that you really love is journaling. I love to journal. I have probably um, five. I have two in front of me now. I have about five working journals. Okay. Um, one I use just for my thoughts. One is a business journal because I'll have things I want to do for class or, you know, something coming up. I have one that I keep in the car Mm. I sometimes get great ideas either driving or when I come out of a shower. Do you write them down while you drive? Not when I drive, but like I'll remember to put a pin in it. And then mm. when I get where I'm going, I usually don't drive far. I'm usually back and forth to studio, so maybe 30 minutes. Mm. So it's still in my mind so mm. I can write it down when I get there. Yeah. Um, I also use like the voice record on my phone sometimes mm. at red lights and then I'll go home and write it down. Yeah. Um, the one out of my shower, I do keep a notebook in my bathroom because I do think of great ideas. A song will come into he my head that I want to use as a playlist or I'll remember to reach out to somebody or yeah. Big Are your journals a catch-all or do you have a method behind how you journal? So my personal one, I do a lot of free writing in which again, physically, this is a journaling is another active practice. I'm taking what's in my mind and in my body. I'm using my pen as my utensil and I'm getting it out onto paper. Mm. So a lot of times I will free write where I'll start to write something like, next class I want to talk about healing. And then that healing will just, it, I'll write something about it, something that I want to heal within myself, something that I have healed in myself. And I kind of just let that go. And that's my personal one. I can spell it wrong. I can cross things out. I can write what I need to get out that nobody else has to see. Mm. And what I do with my journals every year is I burn them. Yeah. New Year's Eve or January 1st, I will either throw it into our fireplace. I'll rip it up. I'll shred it, whatever I have to do. But I get it out of my physical space because what I've written on those papers holds meaning. It holds power. And once I get them out, they serve me no longer. I'm done. They've left me. And now I want them to leave my space. That's so interesting. Because I always look at my journals like, I want to remember this. Like I want to reflect. But every time I look back on my journal, I feel like I get put right back in that moment. And more times than not, it's sadness that I feel. Right. And I don't need to hold on to that. It's so maybe you I can process that. Mine. Yeah. We can have a whole burning ceremony. That would be cool. Right? That would be cool. And then it's nice. And then January 1st, I get a new mm. one. Nothing super fancy. I have the manifest planner, obviously. Thank you. Oh, but um, they're not, I don't need anything fancy because I just need to get it out. And sometimes I don't have the words. Mm. And in practice, I can move my body, but sometimes there may be something else. Mm. You know, I have a great therapist, but a piece of paper and a pen. That's I what mean, I mean. Like at the end of class, like, I can just see 
everything. Oh, that's why I keep one in the car. So when I'm done class, either when I'm taking or teaching, I write something down. Mm -hmm. Like somebody always says something that I haven't heard or maybe they say it in a different way and it lands for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I want to hold on to that. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to leave us with before we go? No, just get on your mat. If you're scared, get on your mat. If you have questions, reach out to me. I'm happy to guide you. If I'm not the teacher for you, I have a million friends. Somebody's there to help you. Humble brag. A million friends? Well. Cool girl. I mean, they're not all visible. Some of them are my (laughs) spirit guides, but they'll help you too. (laughs) If you guys ever have the opportunity or chance to practice with Jen, you absolutely need to. Well, starting in fall 2023, I'll be at Shride in Phoenixville. So yes, come check be. me out. Yes, you will be. Um, I've been spoiled because this summer I opened a yoga studio in Sea Isle, which was just like so random and so out of the blue and so amazing. Destined. Like it now it all makes sense. And I like when this space like practically fell in my lap, I was like, I just have to go with it because the stars align too much for it not to happen. So I've been very spoiled to have you pretty much to myself all summer. Thank you. It's It's been my pleasure. No, it's been mine. (laughs) Like, Listen, coming down and being in a space and starting a new community, like Mm -hmm. you've seen it. People who started their mat in June and where they are now, it's like you can see a shift in their physical being. Yeah. It's really, really cool to see. It's great. It's really cool to see. And I'm I'm so excited to like dive deeper. And if I didn't say this before, Jen is leading the yoga teacher training. Yes, I am. So um, I'm learning from, from Jen <laughs> and I'm just so excited. I'm so excited. So yeah, definitely get on your mat. Um, where can people find you? Um, you can find me on Instagram, um, Jen underscore spirit junkie. Um, I have a website. Hi, it's me, Jen.com. And... I'm probably going to be doing some meditations online soon. So if you're interested in that, you know, you want to try, well, I'll have something offered for you. Hell yeah. We're also, um, Jen has, she leads retreats. I do. Worldwide retreats. Yeah, we do some local. Um, I've traveled to Portugal and Costa Rica and Ecuador and Honduras and a bunch of places in the States and... I think it's important. Retreats are great. You've been on one. It was your first one. Yeah. You loved it. I was it. hooked. Yeah. Hooked. Changed it's nice. my life. Three days. And it felt like it was a week. That was like, yeah. those three days had such an impact on yeah. this year. It's nice to get out of your safe place and put yourself in a place that might be a little scary, but you're with people who support you. Yeah. It's very vulnerable, especially because I only knew you and two other people going into it, everyone else I was meeting for the first time. And, you know, it's a very vulnerable position to be, to be in. And especially someone like me, who's naturally an introvert, I like to, you know, either know everyone or just stay home. But when it's such a safe space, like it really did like change my life. It really, really changed my life. So much so that maybe we should announce something. Okay. Do the honors. All right. So in October, if you're interested, Tori and I will be hosting a retreat in Sea Isle, New Jersey. We're not going to give you all the details yet, but save the date for the end of October with more details to come. It'll be a three-day wellness retreat. You'll come down to Sea Isle and spend time with us in the studio, and we have such amazing things planned for you. It is a limited amount of people. It's a little bit of exclusivity because you're getting us one-on-one, and we have so much stuff to share with you. Yeah, we are so excited. excited. Um, That might have something to contribute to why we were supposed to do the podcast two hours ago, (laughs) and then we just got on the tangent of this retreat. So we will be announcing more details of this September 10th, Mm -hmm. if you guys are interested. So be sure to follow Jen's page, follow my page. um, And yeah, I'm really, really, really excited. So yeah, limited space and it's going to be 
nothing short of amazing. Like I, I'm just, I'm so excited. So am I. I'm really, really so excited. Yeah. The retreat changed my life and I'm just so honored to contribute anything that I can to this one. I'm the honored one. It's going to be amazing. So yeah, lots of yoga that weekend. We'll leave more for the, for the announcement of what exactly is coming, but Jen, thank you so much. Oh God, thank you. For being this has on. been the best summer of my entire life. Yay. Here's to more That's yoga. Saying a lot. Yeah, I know. Forty nine years you of had them. A great. Like you had great summer. Yeah, it was the best summer. It really was. It was thank everything you. I needed and nothing I expected, and I feel yeah. complete leaving. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. Well, thank you so much, thank and you. Um, I'll see you tomorrow. Have a great night. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs>